Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. Hey there, hot stuff. Welcome back to another episode. How goes it? You caught me on a saucy day. That's for sure. Today's topic is something that has been close to my heart for some time now because honestly, my history with it runs pretty deep, and that's body image. It's a topic that has truly been on my mind for a while because my relationship with my body has changed so much over the last few years. As much as I think that we don't like to admit it sometimes, body image is something that truly consumed me when I was younger, and I made it my mission to mentor women through that process. So today, I want to share a few things with you that have helped me along the way to navigate this whole process. And you know, how I know this is a topic bigger than just me in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. About 80% of women in the United States report not liking how they look. 70% of women at a normal healthy weight are wanting to be thinner or wanting to take up less space. So odds are it's crossed your mind. Odds are you've looked in the dreaded mirror and thought to yourself, hmm, if only I could change this over here or make this imperfection disappear or, or pinch that little extra skin that you've got going on to make it go away. Maybe this is just me, and if it is, then you're just going to learn how weird I am. But have you ever done that thing where you use your hand to just cover something up for a second? A little a little face tune in real life situation? No? Is that just me? All right. Well, the point is, we have all had these thoughts. We step foot on any social media platform, and we are absolutely blasted with perfectly curated perfection and and unrealistic expectations. We see people on TV and in the entertainment industry that they have wealth and, and a team of people to curate their exterior on a daily basis. We see endless commercials for the newest diet fad or, or weight loss pills. And we honestly live in a world these days that appears to preach that we need to alter our exterior to be happier humans or to be more worthy somehow, as if a number on a scale determines our worth. But girlfriend, here's the thing. The reflection we see in the mirror is an external representation of an internal struggle. Our brain curates that image to depict how we see ourselves. Not how we see ourselves in reality, how we see ourselves in our noggin. And that impulse to want to change it, that comes from what we take in in the media, sure, yes, but also the relationship that we experience personally between our head and our body. Let me give you a little bit of background here. This is my little 
vulnerability and trigger warning here. Um, when I was in high school and a good portion of college, I was extremely unhealthy when it came to my eating habits. It started with restricting what I was eating and led to abusing things like laxatives when that became too noticeable. And I bring this up because it had absolutely nothing to do with my exterior. I had always been thin. It was not about the weight at all whatsoever. It was about an internal struggle that I was having. It was about self-worth that I didn't have and coping skills that I couldn't use. And for some reason, my teenage brain thought that being smaller or taking up less space would change that. It didn't. Shocker. Making an external change is not going to heal the internal struggle that we're having. So how can we begin to heal or strengthen that mind-body relationship? For a lot of people, and maybe for you too, their struggle stems from their weight. The number that they see on a scale or the classification they're given in a doctor's office, right? I am extremely passionate about this topic because I was a frequent weigher for no reason. I would go into my parents' bathroom and step on that stupid worth measuring machine and let it decide how I was going to treat myself that day. I have seen so many women around me and people that I I deeply care about let that machine make that decision for them. One of my dear friends brought this idea to a meeting a few months ago, and it has sincerely stuck with me. Your weight, the concept of your weight, that is nothing more than your body's relationship to gravity. That's it. I don't know about you, but I thoroughly enjoy keeping my feet on the ground where they belong. So if you find that little machine on your bathroom floor calling the shots, maybe it's time to get rid of it. You know, I mentor a team of women in body positivity and empowerment, and one of the very first things I tell them is to take that scale out of their house unless they are specifically told by a doctor to use it. A scale can never measure your worth. Your best weight, your very best weight is whatever weight you reach when you're living the healthiest life that you actually enjoy. And since those high school and college days of mine, I have truly embraced that. I choose to move my body every day. Yes, but for such different reasons. I work out because I don't know about you, but I want to live a long freaking time. I want to meet my great-grandbabies like my great-grandmother did. I work out because I want to keep my body physically ready and able to do the things that my heart wants to do and to see the things that my heart wants to see. Really reflect on that. Why are you doing this? We've talked about vision in many of our previous chats together, but it's true here too. Am I doing this because of a positive and healthy intention? Or am I doing this from a place of hate? Because girlfriend, you can't hate yourself into a version of you that you love. It just doesn't work that way. By choosing healthy over skinny, I hate that word, you are choosing self-love over self-judgment. And can we pause and talk function here for a second? Okay, 
cool because this is another concept that has deeply changed my relationship with my body and the woman I see in the mirror. Let me ask you, why do we have legs? What do you use your legs for? To get from place to place, transportation, right? The thighs that you're looking at in the mirror or trying to pinch off, they're getting you from place to place, right? Awesome sauce, dude. They're doing their job. They're absolutely perfect. I'm going to talk to you about your booty here for a second. You ready? Yes, I went there. What's it for? For sitting on stuff. Does your booty let you sit on stuff? Well, then, all right, then. It's perfect. What about your stomach? The one that in your head you think, why the heck does it move like that? My dear, your stomach has a set of pretty important organs in there that it's working really hard to protect. Now, what about your skin? This is the hardest one for me. My skin is far from perfect, but my skin's job is to keep all the stuff that I need to live inside my body. Again, I don't know about you, but I like having my organs inside my body. So the state of our skin sounds pretty perfect to me. Our bodies were built to function. Losing weight is not your life's work. Using the body that you were given to build a life that you're proud of is. So I want you to do something for me. I want you to carve out some time in your day whenever you're able to, to write a letter to your body, a thank you letter. And if you feel like you need to, like I did, an apology letter. Because you two have been fighting for far too long. Show it some gratitude for what it's, it's gotten you through. I have a few friends that just had a baby, and one of them said that her body has never felt so beautiful, which honestly shocked me to some degree, knowing that a lot of women, they, they struggle with body image after having a baby. But she said, you know, I realized how beautiful my body is because of what it is capable of doing, not what it's able to look like. And that's true with so much more than postpartum situations. My body is beautiful because it's able to hike mountains with my dog and and show her the world. Switching that perspective of what I was going to use to define beauty has made a world of a difference when she explained that to me. We are, are fed in the media that we are supposed to believe what beauty is by their standards. But what definition of beauty are you going to subscribe to? Some really great stuff when it comes to flipping that script on ourselves to improve our perspective. But I want to leave you with some tangible and tactical ways that we can improve our our day-to-day body image and the way that we're treating that person that we see in the mirror. So number one, audit for yourself the media that you're taking in. Like we talked about before, we know that those images are not reality. So get yourself in the habit of stopping yourself in your tracks and saying, hey, that right there is not reality. When you find yourself falling into that comparison space or, or that pressure to change, give yourself a moment to pause and realize what you're comparing yourself to and, and the mental space that that puts you in. Sacrificing your mental health 
for the perfect body is a battle that you're never going to win. That perfect body doesn't exist. And if you find yourself consuming all of this media that you're taking in and it just gets to be overwhelming, it's time to set some limits. Limit the time that you spend scrolling, the, the accounts that you follow, the, the videos that you let yourself watch. If it doesn't leave you in a positive and productive headspace, there's no need to be taking it in. So number two, focus on the things that you like about yourself. That sounds cheesy, sure, but what do you like about yourself, truly like about yourself. I I love that I'm a weirdo. I do. (laughs) That I have this deep passion to help others and and to make them happy. I love that I am ambitious in my goals and, and in my career. But notice how none of those things were physical. None of them. Keep that in the forefront of your mind, that the qualities of your character and the accomplishments that you're proud of, and you'll find that that slowly you'll transform into that way of measuring your worth for yourself. Number three, catch the comparison game. I said it once, I will say it a million times if I have to. It does you zero good to compare your shell to someone else's. If comparison is a big topic of struggle for you, go back and listen to episode eight, where we chat about comparison and and competition and what that does for our head. Number four, surround yourself with positive people. If you've been here for a while, you know that I am very passionate about protecting your mental environment. Take a look at the people that you surround yourself with. Take a look at how they talk to you but also how they talk to themselves. I have a a friend that was talking about how she noticed a significant dip in her body image with the whole quarantine with the coronavirus. She said, you know, at first I was really confused as to why I was talking to myself that way because that's really not normal for me. But when sitting down to think about it, I was quarantined with roommates that were also talking poorly about themselves. And they were doing it often. And it rubbed off on me. And that experience that she was talking about, it's a very common one. I mean, tell me if you connect with this. I have found that I am way different in the way that I talk about myself depending on the environment that I'm in. So check that environment. And obviously, we surround ourselves with people that we care about. So do them the same favor. You hear a friend talking negatively about their body, call them out. Hey, don't talk to my friend that way. Just like the negative body talk can spread through an environment, so can the positive. Number five, this is the big one. You don't need validation from others to feel beautiful. When I think about this, I immediately think of a therapy client that I had in one of my internships, and she said, Emily, I only got this many likes on my picture, so I had to take it down. (laughs) Just like it doesn't do us any good to measure our worth by numbers on a scale, it doesn't do us any good to measure our worth by a certain number of social media interactions. 
again, looking for external validation does not solve the internal insecurity. Number six, embrace the imperfections, girlfriend. Not only does perfect not exist, but if it did, this world would be pretty boring. We'd be a bunch of clones walking around. Those things that you call imperfections or impurities, those are the things that make you who you are. Don't wish them away because that is wishing away a part of your personality that we would be missing out on. The imperfections, those are the things that make you unique. And and personally, in my opinion, those are the things that truly make someone beautiful. And last, but certainly not least, probably the most important, go investigate the internal. There is a reason that you feel this way about your body. There is a reason that you feel this way about the woman that's looking back at you in the mirror. Why is that? You've got to go do some digging to find out what that reason is. For some people, it may be that you were just kind of raised that way. I remember being surrounded by women that were constantly apologizing for taking up space or, or being in the way, and I found pieces of that in my own body image later on. For other people, it may be an issue of control. You may feel like everything else around you is out of control and unpredictable, but your appearance is the thing that you can control for yourself. And you begin to tackle that instead of regaining that internal clarity that you truly need. Maybe for you it has been because of people in your past that have not been too kind, people that have asked you to change parts of yourself to be good enough for them, and that mentality is stuck with you. The causes are are endless in options, but it's also really complicated. We're never going to be able to point at one thing or one event or one person and say, that's what did it. But we have to bring that external focus to the internal. We've talked about using certain behaviors or thought patterns as an indication for something in previous chats together. So use that nasty external negative body image talk as an indication that something needs your attention internally. And maybe for you, that's a really big task to sift through on your own. So go seek out a friend that you trust and see if they can, they can help pick your brain. If you feel comfortable, go talk to a professional. Us therapists are not scary, I promise. We are trained to help you untie knots like that. I said it before, I will say it again, your body was built to function. If it's functioning, if those pieces are serving their purpose, thank them. And and don't think that I forgot about that letter that I asked you to write about your body. Because I didn't. But I wrote one for your body too. Just in case your critical thinking brain might not have thought of everything. Dear body, body that carries my friend throughout the day, body that is helping her build a life that she loves, thank you. Thank you for keeping her safe. You were never 
the problem. There is nothing wrong with your size, your curves, your scars, your flaws, your stretch marks, or you. It's not your job to look like the people that she sees on TV or the people she sees scrolling on Instagram. It's not your job to fit a mold she has been taught you're supposed to fit. You are good enough already. And as far as my friend goes, I'm working on her. Don't worry. She promises to look at you in the mirror with grace and to do some internal investigation when that grace giving gets hard. She promises to treat you as kindly as she strives to treat her mind. And I'm going to hold her to it. Do you hear that, girlfriend? You just made a promise. Now, go put it into action, okay? I'll talk to you very soon. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving. But until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.